Hello, and thank you for tuning in to listen to the latest science and technology podcast. Today, we are going to talk with experts on space, technology, and our science. Before we commence, make sure to write down anything interesting, as there is going to be a lot of info in these 10 minutes. Okay, now that we are ready, let's give it to Luis to talk to you about technology. Thanks, Connor. And now I'm going to talk to you about AI and the advances it has made throughout the 21st century. What it really is AI? So AI, or artificial intelligence, self-learning algorithm or program. Think of that like this. Imagine that every time your parents took a cup of coffee with their coffee machine, it learned how to make better coffee. It would realize that your mom liked it with extra milk. Your dad preferred a thicker roast. And then imagine that it was also learning from other coffee machines around the world so that each time one coffee machine did something wrong, they would learn from that mistake and send that information to other coffee machines, preventing the same mistake from ever happening again. So you are saying that like the coffee machines are all connected and they are all like one body and mind? Exactly, and that brain is called a neural network. Today, you're surrounded by these constantly moving, changing, learning, and adapting machines. And in this section, we're going to explore the advances that have been made in machine learning and AI. So I've been doing some research myself, and I noticed that many times that these AI robots and virtual algorithms need to be put through the same tests over and over again so they can do a simple task. Why? Well, one of the ways that AI is being utilized today is through self-driving cars. The first base to constructing a self-driving algorithm or program is to create that program for the algorithms themselves to learn and interact with one another. Then they test it on a virtual visual model. After they have taken out all the bugs, they are then tested in the real world. Often, there are drivers at the wheel to crunch the possibility of a malfunction in the software happening, and, and in that case, have the driver take over manually. They do these tests over and over again so that the cars learn enough from the experience to be almost completely independent. With that said, how exactly do self-driving cars work? Have there been any advances in that field? So self-driving cars work on a system called LiDAR. The name itself hails from radar, which would use radio waves to identify objects in the environment by bouncing those radio waves around. They would scatter when they came in contact with an object. Um, They scattered and were then sent back to the dashboard as a bloop. Radar is still used today by the military and and for other purposes. LiDAR works similarly, except instead of shooting out radio waves, they shoot out laser beams everywhere and create a virtual map so that the car can see its surroundings. This map allows the car to navigate itself down a simple road. When can we expect this technology to be available for the public? Recently, Uber posted that they predicted that fully functional self-driving cars would be available by 2030 at the latest. That's very interesting. What about AI on a virtual platform, like a self-learning program on a computer? Have there been any advances in that field for the time being? Yeah, um, there have been many discoveries made. For example, last week, Wired Science Magazine posted a story which described how AI was found to be much more efficient when it came to playing strategy games. Now, maybe you have heard of a program called AlphaZero. This program is the leading chess AI champion, which is all very good and well, but some programmers wanted to try out an AI skills when it came to playing more complex strategy video games, so they designed a software to play the game StarCraft II, which is based in space. 
who try to attack other players' bases and infiltrate them. A world-class StarCraft player was invited to play against the software. The player, Mana, was determined to win, and after the first round, which at first had seemed a, like a guaranteed win on Mana's side, the AI tricked him and destroyed his base with ease. The following 10 matches ensued, in victory for the AI. This system got a lot of programmers thinking that they could just test AIs in video games environments, which I find very interesting. Because imagine you are playing Minecraft someday in the distant future, only to find that all of your loot has been stolen by a ne'er-do-well AI program. Well, thanks for sharing all this amazing information with us. I very much enjoyed this. Speaking of interest, let's listen to Henry's discoveries about space. Space is fascinating. Black holes in the universe are probably the centers of attention these days because, one, the universe is infinite, and two, black holes are being found closer and closer to Earth. The Atlantic has stated that astronomers have found a black hole close to us. Anyways, you might have heard of a parallel universe from the news scientists, but what does that mean? A parallel universe is a universe parallel in all aspects to our own observable universe. An example would be that it flows backward in time, which is very confusing for most people and truly unbelievable to humankind as a whole. But, of course, we don't know everything. For example, when we were just nomads, we didn't know how to create a complex society and invent amazing technology like there is today. Things that would have not been considered science fiction several years ago. This particular Things that were considered science fiction several years ago are now a possibility. Wow, it's truly fascinating how people are growing and thriving and making the impossible possible. This particular universe is really weird, and scientists are going to be researching how it works. We are going to make a smart device for, not for a long time, and we will probably send a spaceship to it. But um, not just a spaceship, a universe ship. A ship that can discover the universe of universes, and on and on. Actually, this would probably go infinite, and people think that this would go out of human reach. Or will it? Maybe in 2100. We still might not find it, but humans are, will keep preserving to create this device to explore the entire system of universes. Speaking of universes, what about aliens? There must be some other habitat of living things outside Earth. Yes, NASA announced that Kepler-22b can be inhabited by us, and we are researching the possibility of aliens living on it. There have been a huge number of UFO sightings, and there will probably be a lot more. Let's pass this on to Evan with more interesting things about space travel. Earth will burn up one day and get swallowed by the sun. That is a fact, but if we keep working on space technology, maybe when the time comes for Earth to end, the human race can move on. Humans have always had a fascination with space, whether it was building a rocket or simply staring through a telescope. Um, where do we see this? Is there any evidence to support this claim? We know that the ancient Greeks made extremely complex machines to track the sun and stars through an article I read on Newzella. Um, what did the article say? It said that they had found a bronze device that the Greeks made that could track the stars and sun. I also read that NASA and multiple private space companies have been working together to make big advances in space technology. In the years to come, NASA has big plans for Mars. They're going to be launching a variety of drones and machines onto Mars service. One of the most interesting ones is a helicopter type drone. 
Why is the drone being made? Is there any purpose to it? The drone is being made for two reasons. First, NASA engineers want to see how well a helicopter can fly in Mars' atmosphere to gather data for future missions. The other reason is that the drone is also equipped with a variety of tools to gather samples on Mars. Also speaking of going to Mars, SpaceX is going to launch its first manned mission. And I can see why this is so important, because many people can find in SpaceX to send the first human to Mars. So this new manned mission shows that we are making progress. It may seem crazy, but because of COVID-19, they're going to be executing social distancing inside the rocket. Social distancing in a rocket? You heard me. Wow, that was pretty interestingly terrifying. Thanks for sharing. Let's give it to Connor to hear about Earth science. Everything has energy, even people. A New Zealand article said that when we are still, we have potential energy, which is ready to be released. However, when something is moving that is kinetic to energy, we use those two energies all the time. Energy can also power things. Also, batteries and other electric things require energy to run. They can get energy from lightning or electricity. People can also from sunlight. If you put solar panels on your roof, they can collect sunlight to use for energy. Food also gives us energy because of the matter inside our food. Thank you, Connor. Is there anything else about Earth's signs that you think everyone should know? Yeah, so right now we're in quarantine because of the coronavirus. But most people don't really know what a vi- what viruses and germs are. Viruses and germs are tiny organisms that can only be seen through a microscope. Germs are literally everywhere, and everyone gets a virus or a germ at least a couple times in their life. If you only have one or two germs in your body, you probably won't get hurt because they're too tiny to do anything, and white blood cells will probably kill them. What really is a white blood cell? White blood cells are basically like guards in your body. They patrol around looking for germs to kill, but if there are too many germs, the germs can go past the white blood cells. If they're able to go past them, they can continue to multiply and they can damage body parts. The person who has the germs can get very sick and might possibly have to go to the hospital. However, you can avoid getting sick by washing your hands frequently, keeping away from other people who are sick, and staying fit and healthy. I think that will wrap this podcast up. Thanks for tuning in to listen to another episode of our Science and Technology podcast. Please stay tuned for the next podcast, in which we're going to be talking about the two-faced can, biscuits and gravy.